This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. We are on episode three of of the season um thanks for everyone for listening apologies um it's holiday season so we haven't done one for a couple of weeks but we're all back um we've got a good lineup today um we welcome back bradley platt how are you how you doing boys good to be back good to you see good? your faces you all right yeah all good mate I had a good holiday so looking forward to get back into it now good we've got duncan back again ever present how you doing mate yeah i'm good mate you all right Yes, very well. We've also got up the R's, Ollie, back again. You okay, mate? Yeah, good, mate. You? You're looking in a bad mood, mate. Just look in a bad mood. Like, yeah. You know when someone's got a bad mood face, that, that that's, you've got it. Is it going to be some? You're going to you're going to say something today, aren't you? It's going to be like a debate, heavy debate. I can feel it. I have a few issues. Yeah, after watching right. it back. Yeah. Oh, so we'll pick we'll them see. up in a minute. <laughs> we've also got a podcast debut, Harry. From Ars Insights, how you doing, mate? Yeah, Welcome all good. To the pod. Thank you for having me. Nice to be on. Always up for a, always up for a chat about the Ars. Yeah, a lot, mate, a lot. We um, we're a big fan of your analytical stuff on on uh, Twitter. So um, keep up that good work, mate. It's good, good reading, mate. Oh, cheers. Right then, where shall we start? Saturday. Well, where, well, I mean, it was typical QPR, isn't it? After the after um. After the two home games, Blackpool and Rotherham, I think everyone said it was so QPR to go and put in a good performance and win win on Saturday. That's what they did. Dunk, what were you, what were your views, mate? Um, like I guess I'm a little bit like Ollie, me a bit negative. But as much as it was a good win and a good performance, like we were very very lucky. Like obviously we 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 played really well. There's no denying we played well. But defensively, we were a little bit over the place at times. And we gave away a few chances that we were very lucky that we weren't punished more. Like the Senny Dian Yang header out when they hit the post. Obviously, like their third goal is a bit iffy about the offside situation and stuff. Like I feel like it was such as it was a really good win, and I'm really happy that we did win. I don't think it was as 
comfortable or as good a performance as people are making it out to be. But you've also got to remember the team that we played against Watford. They know they're one of the best teams in the league, so it's not. Mm. Going, and they're at home. It's not going to be an easy fixture, say the least. But you know, we we need we need games like that where we get lucky, and so we never really get the luck on our side. I think Ilias Chair had the the best game. He's, I've seen him in a QPR shirt. I think he was brilliant. Chrissy Willock, same again. But I, I, I kind of do say, uh, get what you're saying about the defence, but let's take it. Three points at Watford. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, like I said, saying, we'll take it. Like, we're positive as we won and got three points. It's just, I feel like we're almost like a Lamborghini going forward and like a Ford Fiesta at the back at the minute. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I always feel like that we're going to concede a goal. And that's a worry because, you know, obviously clean sheets win games, don't they? As much as scoring goals do. If, you, if we're tight at the back, we're, we're, you don't worry as much. But there was a few times, a couple of the goals were very sloppy defending, is all I'm saying. You, yeah, I don't know. Just... I think, Go on, Harry, yeah. Uh, I think if you look at it, like, yeah, we, we got lucky with the offside. I mean, the first their first two goals are dubious. I think, I think everyone will... It'll be 50-50 on whether it's those should have been given, like potential handball in the first one and possible foul that, I mean, I would have liked to have seen given, maybe soft, but still he's he's standing there with no one behind him. It's an empty net. Um, but then we could have scored four or five. Like, Chair should have scored at the end there. Um, there's one other big chance. But we, we could have gone to Watford and come away with four or five goals. Um, so like you said, Lamborghini going forward and then maybe we were a little bit a little bit poor at the back it was um it was a risky setup from bill with the pace that watford's got we were high um we were really high weren't we we were so high our back line was so high it was so high and uh every time it'd be played out wide and the same ball just hooked around the corner for them to run onto and it was actually painful to watch that, like it, uh, we knew we were going to get done by it, and sure enough, sure enough, we did. But I, th- I thought we were, I thought we were good. I thought we were worthy of the three points. Um, in my, in my view, Holly, what about you, mate? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think any team in Leeds going to be happy with three points at Watford. Um, it's a hard place to go. Um, <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm actually the opposite with the, with the, the decisions. I actually think. The lino got his spot on. Um, I know the commentators at the time agreed as well. I'm, I'm, I think Dickie went down too easy. I think he kind of knew that he was beaten and went down too easy. And I'm not convinced it was a foul at all. And again, I think it kind of reminds me of a lot of the games early into last season where we might not have been, we might have been quite lucky, but we got the three points. And I feel like we had the ability to grind out the games, which is something that we tended, you know, we lost towards the end of last season, but. I thought for a, for a change of season, I thought the the, the counter attack in football was was brilliant. I think we really looked like we could counter attack. In previous games, we offered absolutely nothing. Um, I thought Johansson and Dazelle were really good, and and I think the only problem I had was the defence. I think, as you said, the line it was so high, and, and how many times were we almost caught out because Dickie's by the halfway line, Jimmy Dunn's somewhere else, and. You know, there's a massive gap. And I was looking at the game back and I was watching it. I was just noticing constantly, but no matter where the line is, there is a huge gap in the middle of the two centre-backs. And I think that's where Mick Beal was hoping that Balogun's going to make a difference because he's the experienced one, isn't he? 
there's no big experience in that back line. So I think maybe he might be the guy to come in and kind of sort them two out. But I'm happy with the result. I think we played well. Attacking football is superb, but still ropey defending bar the fullback. So I thought absolutely brilliant. I thought the attacking intent from them two was brilliant. The link up play, the overlapping. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I must be the only one. I don't know what Brad thinks, but I, I thought we were really good. I thought we played really well. I think away at Watford, I mean, they're going to have chances. They're going to, and I'm not saying Beale played a tactical masterclass because I kind of agree with Harry that we, we were, I noticed earlier on, we were so high um, and we were going to get caught out eventually, and we did. Um, um, and Dickie, playing that, that high for me is always running back to goal. It's not really where you want Dickie, do you? You don't really want him running back, even done as well. You want them sort of the ball, you want the ball in front of him. Um, where they can head it and tack, you know, because Dickie's good at just coming in, isn't he, and getting the ball and um, intercepting. I've always a great performance. Um, um, I thought the fullbacks were excellent. I mean, when Cher and Willick are on form like that, I, I don't think there's better number tens in the league, personally. Um, mm. Especially when they're playing together as well, they seem to have some sort of weird, like not weird, but they have this chemistry where they just sort of bounce off each other, even if they're not even. Like the one has to outdo the other card. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they don't even have well, to be involved could... in the same play. They just sort of Jair's like, well, I've got to do something here. Like, see if Willick's around. It kind of feels a bit vice versa. And I think Lard's pace um, and I think um, Pale as well. I think they suit that away from home, open pitch, wider pitch. I think that we we, we did that. And I thought that the three centre midfielders had a good game, which we've not said for a long time. Um, I don't know whether that was Bill's interview. Um, midweek where he was questioning that he needs a new spine and, and sort of highlighting that our midfield's week uh, has been weak and we've lost a lot of battles. Um, and I don't know whether they sort of listened and sometimes that backfires, but I thought that kind of worked for him. Um, I still think we're missing a striker up there, really do, um, which is my biggest gripe, I think. Um, Brad, have you got anything sort of different to add? No, I, I probably, my views are probably the same as yours there. You know, I think we played really well, but it, it just... Shows we we still got a lot of injuries to come back, you know. Richards, um, Roberts is going to be back tomorrow for Hull. You know, I think a full strength QPR team as it stands, I think we 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 look very dangerous to be honest. If we keep chair and Willett fit and and Willett doesn't get an injury, but obviously it's football, isn't it? And we've been getting a lot of injuries recently. So if we if we can master that and get this striker that we all want, I think. You know, we could we could definitely be up there, but it's all all depending on you know injuries. I think for us. No, and to touch on what you two have just said there, like players coming back and playing the high line, I think Clark Salter when he comes back sort of makes it easier playing that high line. Like you touched on, as much as I love Dicky and Dunn, them chasing back it doesn't really fill you with much confidence. They don't really win many foot races, but Clark Salter's got a bit of pace about him, so. That that's gonna that will improve it if that's something we're gonna do, because we look so much better with the high line in terms of our press, because then the distances aren't so much between the attack and the defense. And I thought we looked so much better pressing. Um, and then what you said about the two fullbacks, Laird and Laird and Powell having a good game, having that space to run into, I think they're great athletes. Um, the underlap, the overlap for the goals, brilliant. Um, but when when teams are sitting off us and they're asked to do a bit more in possession, I'm not sure that's like their game, especially Laird. When he's got a bit of space in front of him, I don't think there's many quicker players in the division or certainly he's not come up against a quicker player. That's what, it's going to suit us games like that. When teams come at us and we can counter them, we look so much more dangerous. Um, 
we've got now though, haven't we? I'm not in the squad. We've got pace, which we haven't mm. had in in a long time. You know, we've in got young, a very pacey yeah. squad now. Even Roberts looks a bit quick. You've got Armstrong off the bench, by the way. He just looks a nightmare. If you're 70 minutes and you're knackered as a defender, mm. and you've got Armstrong coming on with that pace, you know, that's I, great. I, yeah, I mean, I'll t- Ollie, I don't know what your view is on this, but I look, I look at look at the, the two, the, the different, this, this team now, compare it to last season as a squad, and, and, I, and this could probably be look even more the case after the window but it feels like a better squad of players a more rounded squad of players if you know what I mean with a bit of youth I think a little bit of experience with Balogun <laughs> entered and, 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 and when um, Salter comes back as well I just feel like Bill's really got something here it's just whether he can get the best out of everyone definitely I actually think people forget that this side has only lost Barbie Austin and Gray as like real, you know, first team players. And that side almost got playoffs next season. We've added some genuine, genuinely good signings. Um, I think, you know, I remember at the start of the season, people predicting us to finish in the bottom half, etc. But, you know, we lost Charlie Austin, who got maybe four, three, four, five goals last season. Four. Four, yeah. Um, you know, Gray was a big loss. And I think, you didn't know, play much, did he, though? He, he, yeah. I know he scored 10 goals and from a points perspective, he, he did okay, play, but actually on the pitch, he, he wasn't playing anywhere near a lot, was he? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's why I think people underestimate us this season because the signs that we've made, it does feel a bit like we're going for players that maybe are on the freeze and on the loans because they're injury prone or that's how it feels so yeah. far. <laughs> but um, no, I think, I think, I think this squad is better than it was last season. I just think the real problem we have is that we don't have a good striker. But if, for, for me, if I was going to ask you now, though, obviously a full, we're saying about our defence being sloppy and things like that, a full strength squad, no injuries, who would your back two be? Centre-halves. Dunn and Clark Sutter. Yeah, I'd probably go that. Leon in for a reason, though, hasn't he? I think he's experienced. I think it's more of a he's more of a squad player, Balogun. I just don't think he's going to walk straight into the team. I think he'll play the three. I think Beal's going to start playing a three soon in some games, and I think yeah. that that will be yeah. when we see him come in. Um, and but it's good competition, right? I mean, look, Dickie and Dunn are going to have to, you know, really because when these two are fit, I would imagine they'd be close to starting. Mm. Yeah, uh, for I mean, me, I think it's Dickie and. Clark's also, but then, like you said, Balogun, he throws a little bit of a curveball in there because I saw something earlier saying the last two games he's played in was a Europa League semi-final and the like the yeah. Scottish version of the FA Cup. Like, I need, I need yeah. to see him play because he for a year he could be like absolute quality. So we got we got to see him play, but it's quite exciting having someone with that experience coming into the squad. I prefer Dickie in a four, by the way, and not in a three. He scares me in a three. He's too far out on the out 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 of the wing, which scares me um, for Dickie. So in, in a three, I'd, he wouldn't be playing. In a four, it'd probably be him and Salter. But I'd have to see Balogun. Um, Doug, what's your? Just... On, I can't man. believe you just dropped Dunn like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dunn. Can't believe it. Um, Doug, Bill. What, what what what's your, what's your early views on him? Sort of every, all rounds, sort of everything. Interviews, you know, signing, um, how he approaches, how he how he is on the side. What are your early views? Like signings, they all seem to be fairly young. 
obviously apart from Balogun coming in, but like Laird, Powell, two wing backs who we needed wing backs, full backs. We had obviously Lee Wallace who was what sixty six last year, and <laughs> um, Moses. I like, as much as I liked Moses last season, uh, Laird's a much better option. So in that, the two full backs he's brought in are really good, and I think they suit either a four or a uh, back fives for either system we use. So I'm really pleased with those. Tyler Roberts, I like the look of, but it's whether or not we're going to keep him fit for the season. Like, he can't be coming in and playing one game a month and missing a few because he keeps getting these niggly knocks. But so transfer-wise, I think he's done, well, him and the club have done some good business. I think they've got in some good options. Interviews, I, I think it's a, a fresher prefer. Like, I'm really pleased to see him come out and be critical. What was that, like, mate? A, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yes, it's the same, guys. Go on, get with the program. Um, but Johnny, you know I like, he comes out, he's critical. Like, he doesn't like, he doesn't give PC answers. It's not like, oh, this happened, this happened. Like Warburton, do you know what I mean? It was always this, at Warburton every game. You knew what the interview was going to be. Like Beal comes out, he calls out players. Like, there's no issues. Like you said, he called out midfield midweek, possibly fired them up for the game. Like, I like that. I like the fact that he's critical. I like the fact that he's not afraid to say to somebody, you messed up today. Do you know what I mean? So I think early signs looks positive. I think he's making some changes when he needs to. Like in, like in games, in game management at the minute, he seems to be like trying to push for games, like bringing a domer on for Dykes was a interesting move, but it worked. That's a sort of, so, that's a sort of thing that Warburton did last season though, really. He brought a domer on and he did make that, you know, that goal that we needed. So it's, it's similar in that respect. But yeah, my views on Bill, I like him. I like his interviews. I like he's he's got a lot of passion. You can see he's got passion. He's young. He wants to learn. Um, and I think I, I think looking at him, he has some great relationships with people in football. You know, seeing his Twitter, he gets on with a lot of people. So, and he looks like the the players, you know, really bonding with him. So, yeah, let's just give him time and, and hopefully these players stay fit and I think we'll be up there, like I said. Hey, what's the biggest difference between Warburton and Beal so far from what you've seen? Is that me, sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's probably the fluidity in, well, attack and the rotation. Um, and also, well, we use field a bit further forward, but... I mean the attacking the attacking player using the two tens is the same sort of thing, um, but it's nice having us with a free in the middle so an extra body can join in the attack. That's what I quite like. And then it seems what's happening: both fullbacks are bombing on, or it'll be we'll create an overload on one side with the two tens drifting out. And like that first goal, we had both tens on the right, led bombing on. Um, that sort of combination play is. Something that it, we saw a bit with Warburton, but I think it seems to be hopefully going to another level. And that was the first, this was the first game where we really, really saw that. But I think it's hard to say because we're only six games in. And I, I really like Bill, like same as everyone here. I think, I think he will take us where we want to go. Um, but it's been hard for him so far. Like he's not been able to name his strongest 11 yet, I don't think. Um, you don't want. I know they did well the midfield, but they're all very similar players that played on the weekend. I think 
we can see his ideas are coming across, his defensive shape. Like he doesn't want us to be played through the middle that we get so tight. Um, my views on that, I don't know, sometimes if they switch the play, it leaves us a little bit open. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but sometimes the wingers are just left with acres. Um, but yeah, so far, notice the difference in defensive shape and yeah, the use of the the flying fullbacks. But I've, I've waffled on a bit there but yeah just give him <laughs> mainly give him time it's hard to get hard to get it all across but yeah that's my views Ollie, what do you reckon mate i i think <clears throat> i really like him obviously we got you know us lot met him at the kitterville and uh, and you know we liked his honesty and stuff and i think the difference between him and warburton is he's not afraid to experiment a bit more and i know you know warbs didn't have too much to work with but you know it's nice to see him including like Sinclair Armstrong giving you know Shadipo a go I like that um but I also think considering you know we're, we'll be 11th um considering the fact that he's brought in this number of players and we've had most of them be injured already and the injuries that he's, that he's dealt with I think he's done pretty pretty bloody well to be honest because I you know I think the fact that he hasn't had, as, as Harry said, the opportunity to have a full, uh, test his best eleven because there's always been at least one of them out. I think he's done really, really well, and you know it's it's it's, it's telling that we are sat in eleventh when there's sides that were predicted for promotion below us, and and this is from with a new gaffer. So I think he's done really well. I think he's got a bit more of a confidence in in the younger players. I think that comes from his coaching side than Warburton. So. Yeah, no, I think he's going to do well with us. Um, so, yeah, no, I, th I think he's had a really good start. We really had two fullbacks, didn't he? If you think about it, look at the 11. It was only the two fullbacks that were different yeah. to, 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 to normal. Um, the, the old Sinclair Armstrong debate I saw last week, which was quite an interesting one. I'd be interested to see what everyone's view is about loading him out, really. And I think, you know, other views where we should be loaned out, really, in an ideal okay. world. But, I can understand the other the other side that we do that is it necessity that he's staying rather than ability because really to grow he needs to be playing every week really to get rid of that rawness yeah that he's got he's got so much rawness that he, the only way he's going to get rid of that is by playing week in week out that fitness which he isn't going to get with us so but I get the point seventy minutes you come on and he's going to cause some issues just wondered what 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 you, what you guys thought. Okay. It sort of leads if we if we let go of Armstrong, I, I get what you're saying. You know, he he needs game time like any youngster. They need game time to improve. Um, but for the lack of strikers we have, I don't know what's happening with Bon at the moment. You know, his exclusion to the team. I, it, it, is he going? Weird that isn't it? It's weird, mate. Don't bring him on at home when you need a goal, which we needed. Yeah. You know, you don't include him in squads. You don't bring him on. Is that him just? Is that Bill just going? So just, just going, really. Mate. Really, we're only going to bring one striker and we are going to go for one. But I have, I'm reading that we're looking at two strikers. Um, I don't know how much of that's true. But even if we bring in one, it's not enough. Because if, if this striker we bring in gets a knock, then we rely on Dykes. And no disrespect to Dykes, but he still hasn't found the form that we all want him to find. So we need Armstrong there. So, yeah, considering we've let Kelman go, we need to keep one of the two. I think, yeah, what Ben's saying is, is just out of necessity, really, isn't it? Like, I think everyone knows if we had the three strikers or two free strikers that we really wanted that were good enough for this level, he would he'd be out on loan, right? But 
like when it gets to 70 minutes and you've got Bon and Armstrong on the bench, I think we'd all be in agreement that but um, Armstrong's going to come on and influence the game more. So it's now, uh, we're now at that point where we're having to go to there, doesn't he, Bod? Like, we just need to get rid. If that's the case, a 17, 18 year old is, 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 is your pick over, you know, your experienced £2 million striker, then the club just need to, need to just cut their ties and let's just move on from it, really. There's no point in having him around the squad, bad mood. He feels like someone who, who, throws his toys out of his pram could disrupt it seems quite friendly as well with a lot of the players you can see through the videos they're like so but, you don't... but when he played for us and he, he came on he, he looked all right you know he, yeah he looked, he looked all right he didn't look bad you know by any, puffs by any a lot means. though doesn't he huffs and puffs that's what i like just, you you were raving about him in the first half of last oh, season I, mate you wanted I, him I, back I, every I, single week because uh, he was scoring every week. Because yeah. I always thought a valuable striker is somebody scoring every week, right? So, but um, I still think there's something in there, but I just don't think he's going to get the game time. Dykes is just seems to be undroppable at the moment with the squad we've got because um, of his pressing, I think, you know, and, and, and we can pick up goals elsewhere in the team. So he kind of is, that's how I think he gets aware of it a little bit. Chairman Willick and, you know, we seem to be, can pick up some of the goals that he doesn't get. Um but we definitely need a striker, don't we? We've got to get that. We've got to try to do everything to get oh. Archer in, haven't we? I also think, though, I know we're talking about striker a lot, but I feel like we need another another wing back that can play left or right. Well, Nico's yeah. out, isn't he? He's injured. Because, he was, yeah, he's injured. He's out for a while. So Not just know. that, but if Powell and... Uh, I can't say his name. Laid or Lard, whatever you want to Led. call him. Lard. Lard. If one of them two get a knock, then... Obviously, we've got KK and Nico, and where we want to be, uh, no disrespect, I just don't think that they are no. what we, we're after. But it's just, it's just budget, though, build. isn't it? Do you want to put your budget mm. on another left? Left, you know, like these players aren't cheap. Do you want to, unless you go and get a youngster from somewhere else? I don't know. Yeah, the, the one that I've seen is linked with a bit is uh, Longello from, from West Ham. And he's made it clear he wants to move. He didn't get much action, action in uh, pre-season. And then they just brought in Emerson, haven't they? The left-back yeah. from Chelsea. So that leaves him... I don't. Have they still got Masuaku? Anyone know? I think so. I think he was out injured yeah. last season. So if whether they, he's back or not. Yeah, if they've got him, then he's now fourth choice behind those was two. Was he traded? Did I see a picture of him in training? Yeah, that's there was a picture of someone training with us, wasn't there? Yeah, that's what that's yeah. what they said, but it looked like him, but it got cleared up. Apparently, he was just a youngster, like, trialling or something like that. Um, yeah, well, they'll say that, won't they? Yeah, so easy to... Yeah, yeah, yeah well, hopefully it's him, because I've, I've they they want him there, but he doesn't want to sign a new deal. Like, they think he's one for the future. So, I mean, if we could get him, he's got one year on his deal, that would be sort of a decent one for us to pick up if you're looking at resale value or, like, as Bill was saying, develop as your own players. That's what he wants. Um, but what do you lot think about the whole um, that West London sport thing that came out that caused a little bit of uproar on Twitter where we, we were looking at like all, well, an older player, lone players, and Bill said earlier in the summer wants to develop our own. Like, what, did, what did you make of that? Because some people... They didn't, they didn't take very kindly to that. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. In uh, that piece. I, I mean, I, I saw some of the people went and raving, oh, well, we said we're going to develop our own players. Well, we develop it. We need, we need players. Like, we can't go out there and, you know, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but we have arguably the, 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 the worst under-23 academy in the championship because there is no one in there that I think could be on the bench. So we need to go for those. And I don't think it's about him trying to be, you know, it's, it's all talk and, and this. I think he's realised that we've got a squad that needs a bit of an extra added to it. We've got a young squad. We've got a squad that's prone to injuries. I think using the loan market is, is something that we need to do. And, you know, right. would, would anyone complain about loaning but, anyone? Yeah, but doesn't that go back to Warburton, really? Because Warburton said exactly the same thing. You know, the youth is not good enough. So obviously Bill is just highlighting that as well, but Wolverton already know it. He already pinpointed that when he was at us. You know, the youth is not good enough. Yeah, but Wolverton was also like making his point by not picking someone like Sinclair Armstrong to be on the bench when we went away to Stoke, didn't we? And we only had five subs. Like I mean, you, I think you, a can, lot na of you can name anybody on a bench. You don't have to play them. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it was just mm. like a like a goalie when we had like five different goalies and we had like an absolute kid on the bench and then another goalie got injured like with Mahoney. He got thrown in at the deep end and he did all right. Like, but could you also, uh, maybe not, but could you also argue the toss that Beal's not just obviously he's seen a player in Armstrong and he's put him on the bench, but to keep the fans happy early on because the fans really wanted Armstrong on the bench. So Beal making that decision, obviously let's whack Armstrong on the bench, let's get a bit of boost from the fans because that's what we all wanted. We wanted to see yeah, him. Like when you look at it, out of Beal, out, out of Bon and Armstrong... When they've both played minutes, who's been more impressive? Out of just pure desire and everything. Exactly, it's Armstrong. So and I, it's and not I even do, about I, youth, is it? It's yeah, about but, who's yeah, actually but, willing to fight for the shirt. Armstrong's obviously willing is, to put the, put, put the um, performance in. Yeah, I get that. And I get Armstrong's look good in the ads. I'm not saying he hasn't. But that's not, you know, I, I reckon that Bob would have put away a couple of those chances that, that Sinclair missed. Um, um, you know, he's missed a few, hasn't he? Like, and 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 if that was Bond who would miss those chances, he'd be getting pelters. He would, and I don't want Sinclair to do that because he shouldn't, because he's raw and he, you know he'll score and he's going to be great for us. But I just think that as much as he has been great, I still think Bond would have come on and maybe nabbed a goal in one of the games that we needed a goal in, possibly. Mm. I think. I think also, actually, a lot of the chances that Dykes has missed, anyone on the pitch could have scored. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hands down, I would rather have Bond start than Dykes at the moment. Yeah, possibly. Possibly, yeah. yeah I, I think again, it, it goes back to the work ethic, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Dykes puts himself about, he'll, he'll play to the system, he'll press. Like, I've not seen Bond do that, even in the pre-season games, really. He but wasn't putting course. himself about. Yeah. With Armstrong, though, I just want to touch... Did anyone see his face when Senny did that face? goal? Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, I just want to yeah. touch on... I just want to touch on. Did anyone see his face when Seddy scored yeah. that goal? Very good. Yeah. 
I think on, on Harry, to your point, on, I think I put it on Twitter. I think that when Bill got the job, I think he, he, he you know, obviously he's gone, right, I'm a, you know, de- I can develop the youth. I can do this. I'll have a look at this. I'll, I like him. I've seen him play that kind of, to get the job, I think. And the club have probably said, look, you know, we, we probably know these players aren't good enough, but if Bill can come in and get one or two of them to a good point, Shadupu, Masterson, you know, get them up a couple of levels, KK, then, then we'll, we'll save ourselves a, trans, a couple of transfers possibly and, and, and try to get some value in these players. But I think he's looked at them and thought, nah, I, I, I don't think these are good enough. As, and if we are injury, if we've got a couple of injuries or a bit light and I've got to rely on these players, my job's on the line. So I think it's a bit of that and a bit of the pressures of the role because the QPR fans are not going to accept us finishing. Mate, I've just got to tell I'm laughing. I'm sorry, but should do poo. Just call him mid. Oh, whatever. Just call him mid. What's his name then? Shadupu. <laughs> Shadupu. What's his name? No, it's not. Shadipo. Shadipo. There we go. Mead. Mead, I'll call him. Anyway, you've ruined my whole point there. I was on the right role. <laughs> but my yeah, point is, is that, he, that, and I think the pressures of the job, I think that he's probably realised that, I, look, I need a bit more here. Like, I've, I'm, you know, we're light in some certain areas. Um, but I don't know where the finances have come from to get a because we're not going to be making big money selling any of these players, are we? Well, it's, it's interesting because you know who's got someone's got to be going out. I'm I'm assuming it's going to be Thomas, um, which is very weird. He's because, injured, yeah. But we, well, that's what I'm saying. Which is very weird as well because when we spoke to Bill, he liked him, but people have to people have got to go surely. So it's just interesting to know who. I reckon Bond will, Bond will go, yeah. but it's whether someone actually wants to put any money in to actually buy him what? or if it's going to be a loan. Bond. Yeah, a keeper. A keeper might go. On, well, yeah, we might lose well, loan, That's only loans, though, isn't it? We're not going to sell any of our keepers. No. There'll only be loans. I don't think we're going to sell anyone. Yeah, there's no, mon- there's no money in the EFL at the minute. Like, if we can't afford to... I know, obviously, we had the financial fair play, but there's nothing in, in League One. Like, we paid two mil for Bond. We're cutting our ties early here, but like we're not gonna we're gonna want like five hundred k really. But is anyone gonna pay that for a striker that since the beginning of last season hasn't really scored? We might find someone like Ipswich or a Sheffield Wednesday or someone just take a punt on him or a Wigan maybe someone like that. Yeah, but I'd imagine it's going to be a loan, and we'll try and get as much of his wages off the books as we can. Because remember, it's be vice versa. So when we go to buy someone towards the end of the window, they're going to be cheaper, aren't they? You know their wages are going to be, you know, cut. So I think it will, it will, it will work like that. Yeah. Um, what, what, Ilias Chair? Um, he's had a great start to the season, hasn't he? Not, not been. I just feel he's been a bit more influential. The games he's not still not sometimes been that being involved as much as we'd like him to. But actually, in the decisive moments, he feels like he's probably gotten up a little bit. Yeah. Like it's difficult, isn't it? Because. He's performing really well, but then I still feel like that chance when he would have made us four-two, he should have buried that. Like, and there was, high, wasn't there, wasn't there a chance. High, there was a chance against Rotherham, wasn't it, where ball got fizzed across the yeah. box. Like, and he could have, like, you think he should have done a bit better with that. But like you said, maybe he's he's played every game. Like he's when Willock's been out, he's been the main man. So whether he's had to be, he's been trying to do too much. We've said it a couple of times, haven't we? That he tries to do too much when Willock isn't playing. Two so, goals, three assists, and he's created he's had a, he's the most, had a good start. most chances. He's, had a, he's, ten. he's created yeah. the most chances this season in the whole of the EFL. I think that's good, isn't it? He's had a good start, but we're still... I'm, well, me personally, I'm still a little bit disappointed. I think he could have had two more goals. 
So maybe it's just that I want him to be doing more. I, I just I, think before the before the Rotherham game, I don't think we we'd seen him put in a good performance. Like, and maybe that's maybe he just frustrates me a little bit because of the quality we see he has. Um, like that Sunderland one where he sets up the winner and before that scores a free kick. Like you see the quality he's got, but it takes until like either Willock's on the pitch or it's like proper crunch time for him to like play with a bit more urgency. I think he's sometimes too happy to go backwards. Whereas when you get a player like him or Willock on the ball, you want to see him going forwards. And then, but then I can't, bit, I'm slating him there, but I can't slate any of his performance on uh, Saturday because that's, that's what he did. He went forwards, he hurt them and he, he's got that quality. So when you see him like checking back and, you know, not playing that pass, it's frustrating as fans because we see him when he does it, it comes off more often than not. Um, but his numbers are great. Like he, even before he played well, he still had like three goals and assists in his first three. So he's field, remember though, hasn't he? That yeah. number eight role, he's filled in there a couple of few times, which isn't his best position. You want him as far forward as possible. Um, I think when Willick's on the pitch, it takes it away, it takes the man marking element away from him. I feel that when he's it's just him clubs will target him a little bit more because, you know, stop him getting the ball X, Y, and Z. But when you've got Willick there as well, there isn't enough players on the pitch really to cover them both um, in, in a great lot of detail. So I just think that, that with Willick on the pitch, that also helps him as well. Yeah. Well, he come, Bill come out and said, didn't he? He said in his last interview, I don't know if it was with, he said it's all about these two. You know, he even said it's all about these two, Willick and Chair. So I feel like when Willick is out and he's not in the squad, it's all on chair, you know. I feel like he gets a lot of pressure. He must be getting a lot of pressure from Bill as well, you know, saying you are the man. You're you're going to be the man who creates these goals because unfortunately at the moment we haven't really got a goal scorer there. And I, I think yeah. obviously when Roberts is fit and he's back in the squad, that will take a lot of pressure off him as well because Roberts did. There's a player there when he come on that for sure. So I feel like he's got a lot of pressure in the moment, but I don't think we can slate him. You know, he's he's. His, his numbers has been brilliant and Stunderland free kick was great, wasn't it? So hope he keeps it up. I, I think, think it's... Um, sorry, go on. I'll quit. Yeah, I'll just be quick with it. Um, yeah, it takes the pressure off him when Willock's on there. But I think if you look at all of his best, best bits of play, it's all his combination play. And I don't want to slate the other squad players, but like when we line up, like I, I didn't think he was great at Sunderland until we did that. When you look at the players around him, like Laird's coming for Kakai now, like, it almost looked like we were reluctant to pass to the fullbacks that game. I don't know if you guys saw it, but like, and or even Shadipo and Adoma as the two tens. Like he, I think all the all his best bits are like little one twos or like clever passes. And now he's got better players around him. I think he shines more. Like even just Willock on the pitch. But then when you got Powell and Laird making these runs, I think he looks so much better. So I think. That's half of it why he does look better when there's better players on the pitch. But yeah, go on, Ollie. Sorry, I jumped no, no, in. No. I, I was going to say similar. I think, I, you know, I think he's slightly disrespected by a lot of our fans who kind of call it this and call it that. And, and I, I completely disagree. I think he kind of reminds me of what I used to complain about with Luke Freeman is that I used to think Freeman went disappear, disappearing games for a lot of it. But I do think chair can, can disappear, but I don't think it's his fault. I actually think it's the players around him a lot of time. You, you know, I think if we had a clinical striker, I think we'd score a lot more goals and I think he'd get a lot more credit because 
he's got the players around him that he can he can get in those positions. Because you know, I, I mean, there's been plenty of situations where chairs gone down the wing, not just this season, last season. He's you know toying with it on a box, and, and rather than pass it, he goes for a shot. And I don't think that's his fault. I actually think it's the fact that there's no one that's really busting a gut to get in a position for him. You know, I think Dykes has got. I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't really know what Dykes does, but. I don't think he gets in the positions that chair wants him to be. I think if we had someone like Andre Gray again, that would work. I, I, I can't fault him other than the fact that he does disappear, but he pops up when you need him. Mm. Just a quick one on, um, I just wanted to mention around, we had a, I, I don't know if I've told the boys, but we had a, a message on our, in our inbox around ticket prices as if it's our fault um, from a whole <laughs> fan complaining that, that we, we were charging them 36 pounds. Um, but, but it made me think that we, I've seen a lot on Twitter about clubs. Every time we're at home, I see tweets from the other club saying £36 this, £36 that. Um, it does seem... <laughs> the funny thing about Hull is they've got to put three coaches on, which is great, but but what they've done is they've out, they've sold the whole top tier now, whereas they probably would have only brought down a few hundred. So they've give, just they've just made us make more money in the set, in the run. So Lee Hughes is going to be loving it. Like, yeah, brilliant. They're not going to suddenly bring their prices down, but it does feel a bit much. I don't know anyone's views on that. Well, I think, for, especially for like a midweek game, like a Tuesday night game, it's a lot of money and you think like transport is not as easy midweek, is it? Like, so I don't know. It's always that appeal, like the appeal of London, isn't it? Like, oh, London prices. So it's always a little bit more expensive because we are a club in London. But I mean, I think it is a little bit steep. I think like thirty quid for an away ticket would be absolutely fine. But like you said, if Hull are giving on a free bus and they've sold out even more tickets, like that gives us more money. So happy days. So, someone's got to pay for the rail seating <laughs> <laughs> and the Stanley Bowl stamp. Oh, <laughs> right! You're in the you're in the rail seating street tomorrow. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. I haven't been able to go the last couple of weeks because of work, so I'm looking forward to get down there and see what it's all about. So, what do yeah. you reckon? A whole whole preview? How well, do you reckon? They've started well, Brad. Started well, haven't they? Well, yeah, but I've, I've seen a thing before. They've scored 10 and conceded 10. We've scored nine and conceded nine. So, <laughs> definitely... Score, then. No, no, tomorrow. So, yeah, both teams <laughs> to score. So it's definitely going to be goals, yeah, but it'd be interesting to know... Which way it will be? I, I, I think we will win, to be honest. Um, they've got this um, new striker, haven't they? I can't. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his yeah, name. Yeah, it's I'll murder it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. obviously got a hat trick at the weekend, didn't he? So, like, I feel like he could be like a bit of a danger man. It's just whether or not Dicky and Dunn turn up, or if Balogun starts. I don't know. I don't think Balogun will be featuring just yet. So I feel like he could be a handful. He looks like a proper poacher in the box from well the highlights I've seen of his goals. But I think with Brad, I feel like the momentum from Saturday. I'm hoping that we should have a, like we should get the win. I felt like the crowd would be buoyant from that, and there should be a good atmosphere again tomorrow night. They've tried a lot of unknowns, haven't they? Not an unknown, like as in they've gone foreign, haven't they? You know, some some clubs do that in some years, don't they? They just go foreign completely. They've sort of signed, what is it, 12, 13 players, and like more than half of them are, are from sort of Turkey or around that area. Yeah, they're all from the Turkish league. Yeah. So I think they're a bit of an unknown, aren't they, really? I, I haven't seen them play. I've, yeah, I mean, like Brad said, they seem like a team that will score, but they'll concede, um, which is, which is good like for us, though, isn't it? 
That's like yeah. ours, isn't it? We, we score, but we concede. Well, 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 what we don't want is a club sitting back and we're going to have to attack them. That is literally not... This is why we struggled against Blackpool and, 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 and Rotherham. Unless we can get an early goal or if we concede first as well, that's that's also not good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I hope Roberts is back, but I guess he'll be on the bench already. Yeah. I think... Um, I, I, actually, I actually watched the whole Coventry game and they were quite lucky in that one, but it's actually the last two games, 10 of the goals that they have conceded have come the last two games. They've still lost 5-2 away at West they Brom. They did, yeah. And then they've gone and conceded two at home to Coventry. So, you know, they, they, they can concede goals um, and we've got players that can score goals and, and punish them. So, you know, I'm 90% of the time the one that's pretty negative about predictions, but... I would say that we might actually get this one. Yeah, I think we'll find it easier than we think we might. Yeah, I don't know much about them. Like, like you said, massive, massive um, change there. But I think, yeah, the key thing is stopping this um, striker. He's got seven. He's got best best goals to minute ratio in the league. I think, yeah, it's Will- Willock's third. Go on, the boy. But um, Teller, Te- Nathan Teller at Burnley, and he... I th- I think um, Estupinian's got one every 67 minutes. So we need Dunn or Dickey to have a big, big game. Otherwise, he's, yeah, tall guy, big. I mean, one of his goals against, I think it was West Brom, just bustled his way through. Um, sure, and he clearly knows where the back of the net is. So, if we, yeah, I think if we can um, mark him out of the game, we should be all right. Because I think after that performance, should be uh, going in with some confidence. I mean, just want to end towards the end. Chrissy Willock. I mean, where what? I mean, is this guy going to be? He could be, you know, easy, but he could could he could he sort of eclipse? What I reckon. Did? I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say I reckon he's going to be better than easy. Mm-hmm. I, I, reckon, stats, I reckon this season. I think this season, if he carries on the way he started, I think this season he will have a better season than as he did for us. He I just, so. he's learnt that body to shift his body. You know, easy had that where you just couldn't, if it was in his body, you just couldn't tackle him, right? He's learnt that. He's come out of like the last year. He's learnt to, his body's always in the right place. So when a defender comes in, like they kind of just bounce off him, don't they? I don't know if you've noticed that. He just yeah, he glides yeah. through and he just, um, and he just seems to have th- th- that final third that, um, that Mido, Mido, is that right? Um, he, he just does now, does he? No, it's a credit to the club and himself. If you think back to when he first signed, and like we could see he looked all right, but I don't think any of us sat here could see he was going to become the player he is now. Like he, I think he's the best player in the league. I genuinely do. Um, And yeah, it's that's that's one which you got to give a bit of credit to whoever made that signing. because he yeah, is... it was Banfield, but um, Banfield is it? They say that's who they say yeah. made it. They say he that he instigated him. it. Um, so I don't know how much of that's true, but um, apparently because he was at Arsenal with him, the yeah. youth team. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it, Willick. He seems to uplift the whole team as well, doesn't he? The crowd, the yeah. team. He seems to have that impact on um, on everyone. But anyway, let's hope he can grab a couple of goals. What we reckon then? What predictions for for tomorrow? Um, I'm going to go 2 0 to the R's. I think Dykes is going to get header. <laughs> and then I'm going to, I'm going to whack two quid on Senny to score last minute. <laughs> oh. 1 0 up. So we're 1 0 up at this point. Is that what you're saying? 
That's Brad's football expertise there, but wonder <laughs> up and we're throwing the keeper up top. <laughs> he's all about FIFA, he's still oh, he's... <laughs> Brad or footy manager. <laughs> it'd be no, but just it'd be interesting though. When do you think Armstrong is gonna get that start? Do you think he, he could get it tomorrow? He could start. I, mean, no. No. I don't think no. he'll start anytime soon. Unless it's unless we've got no strikers even then. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was called. I was, I was thinking he was going to get it soon, but I think Dykes, Dykes's work allowing Willock to do and Chair to do a bit more, like say almost save their energy a little bit. Like Dyke, Dykes works hard. I think that he'll keep him in, even if even if he's not scoring. Um, Dykesy. So, but yeah, well, I'll go back to the prediction. I reckon I'm going to go two 0 as well. I'm backing us first clean sheet of the season. I was a bit boring, but I had that in my head, so I'll go with it. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for us. Don't think it's going to be as comfortable as Harry and Brad make it out to be, but I feel like we'll get a win, but I can't see a clean sheet happening. <laughs> Ollie, what do you reckon, mate? I am going 3-1. Um, it would be classic QPR to go and, and, and score three goals again. Um, but I, I will say I would have gone for 3-0. But this is stupid and butchered his name. I don't know how you say it. Is up front. The fact that he's a big old physical geezer, I'm I'm concerned that it's. I, I'm saying now that if we do concede to them and it and it is a free one, the goal will be from him running into the box, Dicky tripping over, then him knocking over Dunn. It would just be a classic QPR goal to concede. But yeah, three one. I'll take three one happily. I'll go three two to someone. Oh, you can't know. Not doing that. You can't do someone. Come on, get get off that fence, mate. I'll say three, two, hole. Mister Negative. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. How can you? How can you say that from the spin-off we've just done at Watford? (laughs) Yeah, I know, but again, it's just I know it's just QPR, isn't it? Like, and then like you said, Ben, away from home. I know you highlight it a lot. It's like you said. It all depends on how we start. The game yeah. goes on how we start. I mean, yeah. the first 20 minutes for QPR is crucial. So if we come out in the first 20 minutes, then we'll do all right. But that's and the key point. Did he move? He moved just quickly before we finish. He moved field back. Did he move Harry? Was it, I can't remember who I saw on, on, online. Someone was saying that, he, that I didn't notice it as much, but he saw field was much in the yeah. role a bit more. It wasn't yeah, the whole no. game. They were interchanging a lot, I saw, but I don't know if that's how they started. Yeah, no, they did. That's So I noticed that. Um, and I mean, I think he did all right when he played as the more box to box on the left, but like he almost had the same responsibility in possession. Like he would still join the attack a little bit, but not like bomb into the box. So slightly, slightly more reserved. But I think the main benefit of it is he's so good at protecting that back four, like ridiculously good at it. So if you've got him out sort of on the left, and Johansson's doing that job in the middle, I think you leave yourself so much more exposed. Like, the amount of times he just gets a foot in and stops the attack, I think you've got to have him there just for that reason. Um, yeah, I'll go on for ages about the midfield, but I think it was good having Field back in back in that central role because he has more of an impact, in my opinion. Yeah, and um, just final, final, final. I keep saying that we're going to end, but just quickly on Albert Doma. Um it was lovely for him to get that goal, wasn't it? Like, you know, last season, no fans, um, or a couple of seasons ago. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Good finish as well, wasn't it? I've... Again, it was another really good team team move, wasn't it? 
Like the mm, like the Willett goal was good build up play. Adoma's goal really good link up play. Chair and Powell down the left, good ball across the box. And Adoma didn't think it's. I felt I've been dyked. You could have imagined him trying to hit it first time and it going like Rose Ed. Adoma just took a little touch and he just steadied himself, composed himself. Bang. He just wanted that in front of the away fans, but he's never missing that. I don't think he just, he just <laughs> wanted that moment, that dance. I don't think you'll get a more passionate bloke come off the bench. To be honest, and that's exactly what we we need when we're in a game like that to bring on. Because you know, just look at him when he scored that goal, and even at the end when he took the the flag, didn't he? To the fans, he just gets us roaring, and it just means so much to him. So, all credit to him. I think also, sorry, I just thinking of the follow. Like, when we've got Amos back and we've got this Richards who Bill absolutely loves, so you know. Um, you know, we'll, Robert's back and fit. We get, you know, like Bill said, we get a couple of new signings in. You've then got Armstrong. You know, if we get a striker, you've got Dykes. You, you've got the four centre backs. Looking all right, right? Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. A full strength squad. We look off the bench. Prone. Yeah. Yeah. We're... Just need these injuries to stop happening. So we've got a bench to use when we need to for those games that are nil nil, one ones, and we need to like change it somehow. But going, sorry, before we end, but going back to Harry's point is he hasn't seen his best 11, Bill. But unfortunately, I don't think he's going to get his best 11 every week because of these injuries. Mm. I think he's never going to get his best 11 every week because people in that squad are, in, are known for injuries. So that's what, that's my my point there. Yeah. These, these teams like Luton and Huddersfield did so well last year because they had that same team pretty much every week. Mm. I know there was obviously they weren't injury free. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it there, there, lads. Thanks for joining. Have, um, no have a great evening. No and um, thanks for everyone listening. Remember to subscribe, and uh, we'll be back again next week. Up yeah. the arse. Yours. 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 And just quickly before we leave, I need to go fund page for Ollie because he obviously has no electricity at the minute because he's sat oh, in pitch black the whole podcast. That's the one. That's the song I was thinking of, the video. I couldn't think what it was. That's it. Fucking joke. Two fucking lights on as well. Look. I've even took a picture of it. Look. He looks like Ray Winston. He looks like Ray Winston. That is awful. There's no way you've got a light on. There is no way. Look. That one. Jesus Christ. You need to get a lab, mate. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, lads. You was. You was. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.